And hello, everyone. It's a special week. We got double podcasts being dropped. Uh, this is a little bit of a mea culpa for the lack of content over the past couple of weeks. So thank you for your patience and really excited. It's really easy to do these pods when you have your brother and then none other than Alex Gertz on this one. So how you doing, my man? Good. Things are going well. I, we actually both, uh, tomorrow I'm taking a half day. Um, I uh, My dad's birthday is today, actually. So nice. The colonel turns 54 today. So the colonel. Uh, he, so my birthday present for him, he's a big Foo Fighters fan. So I'll be driving up early tomorrow, working a half day from a coffee shop in Louisville, and then wrapping up with some bourbon and some rock music. So I think your vibe that you dress up in Arizona fits burp. I think that fits Louisville coffee shop. <laughs> so that's perfect. <laughs> so I will be down there floating around. And then I, I know we had a chance. You were also tomorrow off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my, it's, everyone we're recording this pod on Thursday, the 19th. And yeah, I'm off on Friday. I'm driving up to Trap City, Michigan to see my, grand, my grandparents. So my grandpa's turning 84, 85. Great. Now, are you? I've heard great things about Traverse City. Have you been before? Yeah, yeah. That's where we spent most of our summers growing up. So they've had the same house up there for like I don't know, like fifty-two years or something. Just Jesus. some crazy number. It's where my dad was raised. It's where my aunts were raised. They've had the same home forever. So um, you know, that's where they took all of us when we were really young. Got on the boat, water ski too. Get the hell return. Well, hell yeah, that'll be a that'll be a great trip. It's especially you know, like. Fun fact: um, Traverse City is the cherry capital of the world. So the more you know, people. There you go. Thank you. It's just not, it's not just fantasy football here. We're we're well read. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, have fun with that. How's Chicago treating you? Pretty well. Yeah, Chicago's good, man. Um, fall is my favorite time of year up here. I just I really like the cool weather here. Um, yeah, Chicago's fine. Work's kicking my ass, but I just. Actually went to. I also went to Ireland last week, um, and traveled with Maeve, and she's her mom's Irish and like born over there, and they have a house on the West Island. Um, it's my second favorite country I've ever been to. It was just wonderful. Nice. Uh, the, so the people there are really nice. They're really, really. I felt like they're really inclusive. Sometimes when I travel, because I am an uncultured American, I feel very uncultured American. Sure. Um, I felt that in London. I felt that in Milan. But um, Amsterdam, um, Ireland, everyone was really, really friendly, really inclusive. And um, I took in a Gaelic, a Gaelic football cup final. And I learned what Gaelic football is. It's a combination of rugby and soccer, and it was quite cool. It's very, very action packed. That sounds fun. Um, you know, it's a big deal over there, I guess. So that was cool, just to be in a sports bar and people going crazy about it. And it was the first time in my life I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, you're just kind of soaking up the positive energy and getting drunk. Yeah, I was the, I was the cute girl at the bar, just excited to be around all the boys, you know, <laughs> hanging out, really enjoying my time. Amen. Well, good deal. Is uh, so you said Ireland number one is Italy, or Ireland number two is uh, Italy number one? I still prefer Amsterdam. Was my favorite. It's my favorite I've ever been. Okay. By far, I love Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Ireland. 
as a whole is number two for sure. Well, listen to this. We got cherry facts. We got traveler tips. This pod's off to a great start. I love this. Uh, well, good, man. Good to hear that you're doing well. Glad that you're traveling. And uh, enjoy the time in Travers. But uh, let's get into the, the thick of things here. It has been... What's nice about not doing pods every week is you get a, you're not really scrapping the bottom of the barrel for content. It's just... It is flowing right now. It is a good time to be recording a pod. But before we get to the f- fantasy stuff, let's just talk about your first two-week read here. What? Glad it's always an eventful two weeks. Uh, what's been speaking to you? Uh, it's been a really eventful two weeks. I think it's, it's, I think it's going to be fun to touch up on that. Um, do you want my read on football in general or fantasy football? Man? We'll start football first. Just like the first okay. two weeks football stuff. Um, the first thing, the football stuff that... I'm going to start at home in the AFC North because that's what I pay the most attention to. Is um, I'm biased, but the, the Browns have looked a little sluggish. Everyone thought they were going to come out like back out of hell and and have this incredible offense. I think they've looked just wonderfully average. Agreed. Um, they looked bad. They looked very bad against the Titans, and they beat a Jets team who started Ian and Hawk at quarterback. <laughs> they're, they're literally. They're literally beat the team they should have. Um, that's not biased, but Baker Mayfield looks out of shape. He just looks out. He doesn't run the same this year, in my opinion. Um, and he doesn't look great. But um, I've been I've been interested by that. And then how fun the Ravens are to watch. Yes, I have Lamar, and yes, it's fun on my fantasy team. But their offense is so creative. It feels a little bit like a college offense. And you're not used to seeing that on Sunday night. I'm a lot. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like Patrick Mahomes will throw almost 60 touchdowns this year if, they, if teams can somehow stay competitive where he gets to play football games the whole way through. Um, he might throw. He might throw 55. He might be Manic record. So um, yeah. he's just been he's just been so fun to watch, um, and that's been great. And then um, I'm well rested from the off season to watch my Bengals just heart me around. They look great week one, and then just just. Absolutely indefensible what they put on the field against the Niners. <laughs> I, um, horrible. A lot to unpack there with all of that. We'll start with the Lamar Jackson. I uh, I wish I had stock in any Ravens players. I just haven't been able to catch any of like anything but the highlights. But it it must be electric to just watch them. Like I feel like I, I blink and Lamar Jackson's either thrown a run for another touchdown. Yeah, it, it was fun. Then I then I watched. Other week one in Chicago, and Lamar was just scorching hot. And he has Mark Ingram, and we were just having a blast because every time we flipped the game on, they were inside the twenty again because they just the Dolphins went three down, and Lamar hit through a fifty-yard bomb, and then Mark Ingram or Lamar's one of them scoring a touchdown. So it was fun. Um, it's just really cool to watch a team game execute a game plan around one player so flawlessly. Um, and I just really, really. It's just fun to watch good football. Um, it'll be interesting to see going to, I think they're going into Kansas City, will be a huge test for them. Um, they've heard the Dolphins and the Cardinals, so let's just, you know, pump the brakes a little. Yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah, it's been quite fun. It's a very creative offense. I got to say, this is, um, I am glad to see the Ravens do well, only because I've always thought that Harbaugh was always the best coach in the AFC North. And I think this is like his master class here on what he's done with that mm-hmm. Ravens team this year. Um, yep. And it's really, I'm really, great great for the league. Great that, great to have like the, 
I love that they like Marquise Brown being good is really fun. Just a lot, a lot to like about that team. DeAndre Hopkins good. Mm-hmm. Talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you, well, they're all, they're one in the same. Well played, well played. Yeah, we can transition to the Bengals. Um, you know, it was interesting. I actually thought, and I took this from the Bill Simmons pod, and I thought it was a really good point that Zachary Taylor might be a really good coach. And I don't want to write him off yet. The first two weeks are always tough to you know read through the sand. But really surprised by the the week two performance against a San Francisco team who I did not hold in very high regard. Mm-hmm. No. Um... Zach Taylor is, I, he is the new, he's like the new coach in the NFL where there's an interesting stat that came out, it's in neutral game scripts, which means, I guess it's like within three points either way or some, something like that is the metric, but it's the run to pass ratio in a neutral game script and he is four to one right now, passing. Oh, um, interesting. Which, yeah, which is quite interesting. And he's almost thrown the ball on average 46 times a game. And oh my God, it's terrifying. <laughs> Let that red rifle let it go. He's, he's been fine. He's letting it fly a little bit. But, um, I mean, they want to do their version of this kind of mini air raid. And, you know, they can get healthy. And Boyd, Boyd can be Tyler Boyd, which is a solid, solid wide receiver, too, with good hands. And Ross can be creative and utilize in a way he needs to be. I mean, the offense could be fun to watch. Yeah. It does not mean we're a good football team. And the, the defense is was historically bad last year, and it, it's it's like Swiss again this year, man. It's, it's bad. <laughs> um, our, linebackers, our linebackers are really bad. You know, they don't have any talent on that level at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I But honestly, though, I think that if you're going to be a bad team, it's at least fun to be a good offensive bad, or at least an offensive team that's trying to take shots, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like I agree. It's a lot, like, honestly, um, we don't have to transition to this, but, like, the way Trubitsky has looked, like, I feel like every Bears game is just going to be a rock war where they just throw rocks at each other, and it's just not, it's not, like, fun from a fan's perspective to just know what you're going to oh, walk yeah. into. Trust me, I hear, I hear just monologues about Trubisky. And oh, I bet you do. You're in the heart of it, Jesus. It reminds me of early me defending Andy Dalton. It's quite admirable, actually. Oh, so you uh, feel like Chicago people are still like he's okay? There's, there, yeah. I mean, he's polarizing. I mean, you either just like don't want him to ever throw another football again, or he's our he's our future. He's an athlete. He, Nagy's going to figure out how to utilize him. So, I mean, I hear, I hear it. That's all people talk about. Man. Okay, so, I mean, but I, yeah, that's just all they talk about. It's uh the AFC North is, and then we also, I mean, all the teams, like you said, the Browns, we kind of covered the Browns and the Ryan pod, but yeah, not looking, as, definitely not looking like the world beaters they were uh, described of being. And then the Steelers, too, also in in free fall, perhaps? Big it's game? Quite, it's quite fun. It's, <laughs> I bet it is. It is just nice. Um, I feel horrible. Honestly, I, I, feel, I do feel bad for Big Ben at his age and his He's in as a as an athlete. Him getting injured like that just sucks. I feel bad. I don't like yeah. seeing that. Um, but I've enjoyed their their defense is really bad. Um, <laughs> James Conner isn't being very effective, and just a general general dysfunction around them. I mean, them being on too is just, it's just a lot of fun for me. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just 
really like it. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm honestly surprised by their dysfunction. They might be for me. They're definitely in my top two or three most surprising starts. Just because I really thought losing Antonio Brown, they would kind of have this like, fuck that dude, we're going to be even better just to like give him a middle finger. So I was really, yeah. really surprised that they've come out and just looked so bad, really. It's interesting because Big Bang goes down, confirmed on Monday, I believe he's out for season, and then that day or that next day they trade their first round draft pick for a very good cornerback, but they trade him. So part of me believes the Steelers think they can get better with this Rudolph kid. He's looked good in preseason or whatever, but um, they, they traded their first round pick, which if they trade poorly, is a top 10 pick. And they traded that for a quarterback today. Yeah, I saw that too. I also thought that was a super interesting move by them. Um, yep. I would say I've been reading, obviously I have Juju, so I'm very invested in like the Steelers. So now I'm fucking in the whole Steelers world. Yeah. So one thing that's interesting that I am going to monitor is Big Ben was very much against running play action. And he didn't like turning his back to the defense. And I and like I'm a big I'm a big subscriber to like the play action is kind of like the great equalizer among quarterbacks. And you can make average quarterbacks good if you if you can run it and you have enough run run believability. So I am interested to see if they start incorporating more play action and start to modernize their offense a little bit more because they're very much stuck in like the stone age of just letting big ben kind of figure it out back there so that'll be one thing to monitor yeah yep it's been it's been interesting I, and you know it'll be interesting to see the same impact on you mike thomas alvin kamara with the Jubilee injury yes they're all they're both talented i mean thomas is always open but it doesn't matter if you're always open when bridgewater or jason hill throwing all these yeah, I don't know. That I mean, that's a whole other bag of worms. I mean, Drew Brees is coming. Well, first off, loved your your screenshot today. Of how fun! Just, yeah, how fun is that? I thought I had just smiled. It brought me. It brought me so much happiness. What a bad pick, and what a what a just a hilarious transaction. Just you see that? That's just that. I that's almost as good as Bill dropping Corey Davis last year. <laughs> it almost it's the same level of just. Wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you do bring up a very interesting, I mean, Drew Brees going down. I'm really curious to see what they do with Kamara. Um, are they really going to kind of let him loose? They've been really good about kind of keeping him as like their secret weapon. And I don't know if they if this is He's like... not much of a secret, but I know what you're like monitoring his work right work yeah work. that's what i mean like yeah secret's the wrong word but definitely like he's not getting 35 30 touches a game you no. know um but it'll be interesting to see if they kind of up that cap a little bit to kind of keep themselves in contention here right um right. yeah well then speaking of too i know there's some other stuff what do you think about this Jalen Ramsey news? Kind of interesting. Not really sure what to make of it. Some people think Damian Williams is on the chopping block. What? Are, what? What's your read on this whole thing? Wait, there's been murmurs of Damian Williams going to Jackson. What? Are you, you said Damian Williams? Damian, yeah. Like the the I've read some things that actually they're just keeping him on the sideline because they're trying to keep him healthy for a potential trade with Jay, to get Jalen Ramsey. That was one. Why would Why would the Jags want Jalen? I have no idea. Regardless, <laughs> um, you're pumping hope into my body here because well, Sean McCoy becomes a very, very good fancy asset if that happens. True, true. Um, that, I, I, but, uh, I, 
very, very interesting. He had this dispute with his coach. Honestly, I think that was just key of the moment football guys being two alphas just like, hey, yeah. That's what I thought, too. But then there were reports that came out that Jalen Ramsey felt that ownership and leadership within Jacksonville's organization was disrespecting him after the fact um, within meetings and internally in their organization. So he called his agent immediately and said, I'm done here. I I, want to leave Jacksonville and just demanded his way out and requested his way out. I just thought it was very interesting because you don't see that a lot um, with young talent in the NFL. You see it a lot in the – I'm a really, really big NBA fan, and you see it quite often with these superstars in the NBA who do have more pull because there's 12 people on the team, 15 people on the team, and you can impact the game more. But the same the same way, like, Anthony Davis willed his way out of New Orleans. He said, I'm going to the Lakers. Yeah. Um, get me there. The same way Kyrie got, us, got out of Cleveland. Um, he said, they said, just trade me. I'm hitting man. And, and then Paul George behind, or Corey Leonard behind those doors, like, working on deals for Paul George. Like, these guys have so much power. The kind of talent he is, um, and how he is currently cheap. He won't be cheap after this year, but um, and he, he just wants to win. So he's speaking into existence, and he will not tonight. There's not will be his last game. It wouldn't shock me if he's training Friday morning. Honestly, yeah, it'll be it'll be a super interesting. I do think you bring up such a good point that this whole model of trying to like player empowerment in the NFL, what that looks like. It's the power imbalance is so much more with the owners in the NFL because you just have so many players, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like paying a, there's a long history of paying corners, Namdi Asamwa, Darrell Revis, Josh Norman, (laughs) like you pay corners a lot of money. And then the next year they just fall off. And it can be a very like treacherous, uh, road to take, and you—it's just really hard. I can see. I'm, I'm very curious to see what this player empowerment era looks like in the NFL. And the NBA as a league is far more, is far far more, not even in the same conversation, progressive than the NFL. Like, totally. the commissioner recognizes that his players are generally unhappy, and it's, you know they just require a mandate that each team has a um, a therapist on staff that travels full time as a team team employee for their players, like. They're just more progressive, and then like Adele won't recognize that this game is killing people. Like, <laughs> just won't, right? So right. they're just so it's, it's going to be interesting. The players have less power because there's more players, and they also the way the the NFLPA is set up, like the way their bargaining agreement is, they currently don't have a lot of players or a lot of options where the guaranteed money and contracts in the NFL is just kind of interesting. Yes, it has to be paid up front. Um, I know you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, Alex, so you probably heard this, but when you give a quarterback $90 million guarantee, the way it's structured right now, the, owner, the, the organization has to shell that out immediately. It, it's sent immediately. It's, it's like an actual cash transaction at that time. Um, so owners don't want to give Jalen Ramsey $62 million guarantee when he's a head case, and, and it's just it's just very, very interesting how that, how, how that differs from the NBA. Yeah, it's such a good point, and I, I think that you're you're batting up against. I think football is just more of a team sport. It can't be. It's really unless you're a quarterback. It's really hard to just totally dominate and win a game on your own. Um, and I just think that like the whole me and the kind of diva persona is just not as rewarded in the NFL as much as it, as it can be in the NBA. So, uh, I mean, like think about. I mean, like I just think like you'd see what Kyrie does. 
after Boston, and then, like, there were, you know, Brooklyn was happy to give him a max. They wouldn't even think about it, you know, and that, I just don't think that sort of thing works in the NFL. Correct. Um, yeah. So let's see how that shakes out, and if he, if he gets traded in a set, you know, that sort of precedent for other young stars to do things like that, it'll just be, it'll just be interesting, so. Yep. Well, do you have any other just interest to kind of, we, Jalen Ramsey, AFC North, any other thing that just kind of gave you pause or made you think a half step, half step longer? I, no, that's what it made me think. I think what the Dolphins are doing is despicable. It's just, just gross to watch and openly thinking, you know, they won't say it, but, yeah, um, and, you know, the Patriots and Antonio Brown is just, it's just absolute nonsense, dude. I, I, Antonio Brown is a bad, bad person. He bad, is bad, bad, bad man. Dude, you should read Sports Illustrated yeah. just came out with another pretty much hit piece on him. And he is like, I think he, I, I'm not, I know we throw this term around jokingly, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure he feels remorse for anything that he does. <laughs> like, I truly just think that he lives in a different, like, he has a, the Sports Illustrated piece is also downright shocking but he had this like yeah. reputation of he'd bring people on he'd promise them the world he'd be really good friends with them they'd be like chefs personal trainers artists whatnot and then he'd become good friends with them and then he would like pretty much create artificial fights and they would be owed like thousands upon thousands of dollars and that's just how he would like get out of paying them it was like this routine <laughs> dude it was fucking wild dude yeah he's um uh, it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him. I mean, we'll see. They met. He's, he'll be, I think he's playing this on Sunday, so. Yeah, we'll and I've, yeah, I, I'm really, I remember when I had Zeke that one year, and it just, it sucks. It sucks when you have a guy where it's like, you're a shit bag. I wouldn't put Zeke in the Antonio Brown shit bag, but it just sucks oh, when you're rooting yeah. for a guy that you just know isn't a good person. And it's like, right. this, this isn't fun. Uh, I agree. But yeah, I mean, that's really everything I want to talk about in the fall, really. Those are my, my thoughts. Cool. Yeah, well, it'll definitely, as always, be a, a captivating season. Um, but with the football out of the way, let's get to fantasy, baby. And probably the, oh, yeah. what everyone wants to talk about, the Fez trade. Wow. Oh, yeah. I got I'm really sorry about that. Actually, hold on. I got to do something real quick. Hold on. So... This is me. Bill, are you listening? I hope you listen to this. Bill, listen. Before before we play. Bill, listen. Are you listening? Okay. You there? All right, cool. Listen to this, Bill. Can you hear it? That's me opening a can of whoop-ass on your team. Wow. <laughs> Good for you, Gertz. Anyways, it's actually Miller Lite if anyone cares. My white blood. But, um, yeah, let's talk, let's talk um, the trade that the, the trade that shocked the world. Joe was involved in another blockbuster trade. Look, Joe. Joe is a dog. I'm loving. Just he was just. Joe is a dog. He was just on it today, and I love it. That I, was fun. You don't see a Tom Joe dynamic a lot. That's fun. That is fun. That's a weird. That's you're right. Fun. That's like the Family Guy when it's. Like, like, yeah, Tom's always the one out of barking at people. It's usually like the Miami guys, and like we'll pick at each other. But the Joe Tom dynamic. It was. It reminded me a lot of that Family Guy when it's the murder mystery, and it's like Meg, Pegleg Joe, 
And, uh, oh, the, the cashier. We don't see you together much. He's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, dude. first i love i do fucking love trades i see a trade it i i my my ears perk up i swear that like it just brings me so much joy so that's the first thing but yes regardless it's so fez's only rationale and fez is not one he's usually not one to really elaborate deeply on his thoughts um his only rationale was i week by week which i guess I guess what he meant is that, and again, if you if we're wrong here, please put, elaborate in the group me. But I'm guessing that he thinks in this week, in this week alone, that collection of players in how he's going to start them will get him more points than DeAndre Hopkins or their op, like the yeah. marginal improvement. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Absolutely. And frankly, on Chiefs Brown in Kansas City, they're going to have to put up points. I I understand his must win now he's 0-2 but you don't have to win now right we, this league has so many playoff spots you you can win you can win five or six games and make the playoffs you can um but it's a lot easier saying that at 2-0 when you <laughs> it's just a lot easier to say that I um, get that but I do think that's why you just have to remain patient in you of course like, I just think that is the textbook definition of panicking and making a trade. Like, you don't yep. like where things are going, and you just want to shake up the snow globe and see what sticks. And, yep. But I just, I completely agree that even if the rationale, you accept the rationale of this will get me more points this week, which is still, like, up in the air, really a difficult rationale to take in week two. Or going into week three, I should say. Yeah, it just, it just really, it just tells me that Fed is terrified. He's a scared man. Um, and Nuck is, there's a reason he picked him at four overall. He's, he's the most consistent wide receiver you can have, even more so than Julio, I think. And, I completely agree. Um, it's just, 
I mean, it really, it really hurts. Joe's team is still below average, I think, though. It really doesn't. That, I just don't think Joe's team is. I was about to segue into that. I still, I mean, here's the thing. It really just, I just think it really is becomes like a matter of, I mean, Todd God and Devonta Freeman, I think is you really, Whoa. it's just a scary RB stack. I mean, and he doesn't have, he did, the interesting thing is, I mean, he has Ito, so he has the handcuff, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just gets, it can get real touch and go for him. He doesn't really have a lot of depth after that, so, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but the, the trade was, the trade was fun. Um, I think we're taking the third half off the league here, boys, and I think the trade's going to start flying. Um, you know, maybe the loser of, who is it, Dan, is it Dan? No, it's Dan and, um, Tom. Tom? Yep. The loser of that was looking at 0-3. Could be looking to make a move. Um, I just hope Dan wins. I just feel bad for Dan. The, the injuries he's, his team's going through is just, it, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. That's just horrible. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of Catan when you see someone who just keeps getting knighted for some reason. Like, it's yeah. just like really early on in the game. It's just, I mean, everyone deals with injuries, but this is a particularly devastating case. I mean, between Jalen Jacobs or Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary, Shepard still in concussion protocol. I mean, when you're, when you're starting, yeah, oh yeah, when you're starting, you ten, yeah. yeah, DJ Chark is your wide receiver too. Oh no! I mean, that's a lonely place. That is lonely. Yeah, I feel bad. Dan's a smart guy. He'll, I mean, he has, he'll try and figure it out, and he'll work hard to figure it out. But yeah, he's certainly it's not a fair, fair, fair parts here, Belton at all. Yeah, I I don't um, know, I don't know what his move is here. I mean, it's it's a, it could be this. I I said it on the pod. I mean, I think Tom and the thing is Tom isn't unlucky to be at two zero oh, and two as well. I mean, he's got a. I yeah, think he's. Yeah. In, he put up a good week last week and him monsters. Him monsters. I mean, Tom would have beat me last week, and I still made fun of him because that's what I do. But yeah. Um, I mean, I like Tom's squad a lot, and it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, Dan could be staring down the barrel of 0-3, and, and interestingly enough, Dan plays Fez in week four, who could also be 0-3, so that could be a, that could be a literal lose and go home. Like, if you're 0-4, you have to go 6-2 and two just to get, no, you have to go 6-1, and one, or no, you have to go 6-2 and two to get to six and seven so it's whew. yeah it's, it can get ugly quick so but i think i think we should start talking about my team okay I, let's do I, it <laughs> um yeah i wanted to talk about my team and um i wanted to defend my my pick that was 
I think I even got booed. It was controversial, which was my, I believe I picked ninth overall, right? Yeah, I did. I picked ninth overall, and I passed all the receivers in 2015. He was my guy from the beginning, and he has turned out to be everything and more of what I want him to be. Um, you probably watched the Vikings because of because you're because Wesley likes them, right? Like Dalvin Cook's just he's just fun to watch. They're they hard on the ball. Um, they have a good old line, and he is just he is angry. He's angry that he's been hurt. I I can feel it when he runs the football. He's not happy about his injuries. Um, and it's just been really really fun. I was watching him. I was streaming it when I was in Ireland, and he ripped off a seventy five yard touchdown and almost fell off my stool. I I couldn't. That's I couldn't great. Believe it. I. I I will say from the start I was never against that pick. I I love I couldn't do Dalvin because like I said it's just like going it was just too much pain in that one. Yeah. But I go back to the girl that hurt you. Yep. But I knew what he could be, and I am really glad that he is. Like he's he's just the league's just better when he's good, and like after I do think like after you know you have Kamara, McCaffrey, and Saquon and. After, like at, in terms of explosiveness, he's next up on that list for me. Uh, right. I just think that he's such a home run hitter. He's a nice guy. Uh, big big fan of Dalvin Cook. Love him. Yeah. No, it's been fun, and um, you know, I'm just, and it's it's just also fun to watch his. They're they're really good offense, and the way they move the ball, and then watching Love Bell play, where they just throw three yards behind the line of scrimmage and make two guys miss, and he gains a yard, and the play's over. Like it's <laughs> say I was not a fan of Emmanuel Sanders and I was dead wrong about it. I thought Flacco with an Achilles injury that's that's two big red flags but he has looked because right. I watched the Bears game and he's really goddamn good and Flacco loves him and like Flacco's like honestly obviously he's not great but he's not as bad as I expected truth be told um right and yeah I mean he he really what what round did you get him um uh, yeah, that was a great, great pickup. Oh, there. yeah. And here's, here's a layup. Here's a cupcake question for you. Who leads the NFL in red zone target two weeks out? I bet you can guess it right now. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, it's the guy we were just talking about. It was? It's Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, yeah he, has, he has seven of them. Wow. Isn't that wild? So, yeah, it's just, it's just been, it's just been, um, it's been fun. So, I think, I still think I got incredibly lucky against my brother. His team is. His team is very, very scary and very good. Um, but I think the league's more fun with the two girls just kind of, kind of trying to make a run out of here. Yeah, I. Uh, it is. It is hilarious that you guys have had such strong starts. Uh, fun. Chris definitely adds another uh, persona into the group me. Uh, yep. He's right there in the thick of it almost all the time. Uh, yep. And I don't think this shocks anyone, but he calls it like he sees it. 
You know, there's no, there's no bullshit with him. He's not, he's not really trying to not hurt anyone's feelings. He's just right, right. there. Um, oh, it's funny because our dynamic has changed too because our football team is similar to you and your brother. I'm just talking quite a bit about stuff. Sit, defense is extreme, quarterbacks is extreme, and doing that. And Michael, we have a group chat, me and Chris and Michael. Michael posts something, what you guys thinking? And like, Chris is like a spy. I can't see him in the group chat now. And it's, it's just really interesting. I'm touching Michael on the side now about questions I have. And it's just, it's just a fun, fun dynamic. And the link's just more, it's a little more, it's competitive and it's fun. So, yeah, um, it's been it's been a it's been a really good start. Um, is there anything else? So I think an interesting point to bring up, though, is as we kind of scan the field and we look into our crystal ball here, what other blockbuster trades do you see being involved? Whether you think that's a team or a player or what, where, where are you thinking there? I think that. I just think by who he is that Tom Hensley is good for a big one. I think Tom Hensley is just, he loves to trade. He does he's love trading. Trade. He has decent assets. I mean, he's got Zeke, he's got AB. I mean, he has, he's got Cooper Cup. Like, he has assets. So, and he's got like nine tight ends. Like, people <laughs> are like, so, like, he, I think Tom is a good candidate just based on past behavior. If past behavior predicts future results, I think Tom will be a, involved in the big blockbuster trade. Um, Joe Lister's always sending feelers out there, but, I mean, he's just a garbage man looking for trash. <laughs> That's what Joe Lister is. I gotta say, one thing, one behavior that I'm not, that I don't personally do, but just am so here for, is the dragging of a trade. I love just bl- <laughs> someone getting a trade and feeling like, fuck this shit, and just posting it to the group me. I... I like it more than a trade, honestly. I think it's great. I saw Tom, and he goes, what the fuck is this bullshit? And I got so excited. Well, I'll, I'll screenshot it and send it to the owner. I go, is everything okay over there? Like, what's the <laughs> Someone said to that. But to just, to just blast it in front of the whole group is, is just so fun. It's so much fun. And Joe goes, this is why people don't respect you. Oh, that was great. I mean, that was that made my work day watching that whole interaction. Yeah, go down. yeah, it's the equivalent of posting uh, iMessages on your Instagram story of the girl you're talking to or something like that. Totally, you it is just it. you don't do it. <laughs> you don't do it, but I just uh, really, really enjoyed that whole interaction today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I think there will be trades. Our, our league is. fun to see how people react and people know not to trade with you they've been doing some reading like they i just think the league's in a healthy spot where they're going to be mindful of the trade and maybe it's going to be good yeah it'll be it'll be wild to see i do i i am curious to see if this is kind of like the proverbial pandora's box and the trades um i will see if we start having more and more pop off throughout the upcoming weeks here yeah and one more thing I want to talk about, I, I forgot to say one of my favorite moments from week one was watching you and Bill fling, fling, fling oh, at each other and wow. the shit bowl you played. That, that was, was one of the, uh, just a horrific <laughs> let me just paint the picture so I woke up and I am freaking I mean everyone knows, like the first yeah. week, it's just like 
you're so excited. Football's back. Fantasy back. The group means there. It was a beautiful day. I had a really productive morning. My room was clean. The house was clean. It was great. And Maybe like, yoga, I bet. oh yeah, yoga. Bet. It's yep. the whole thing. Sure. And sure. I is like, cause you know, at first it's, it's, it's like gradual at first. Like it, it's just like, okay, not a great start, but it's, you know, and then it's, I felt like it just hit me like a monsoon. I was like, oh my God, this, I'm going to have the worst week by far. And I just <laughs> sunk into my couch and I was like, this yep. sucks. This sucks ass. And I just got so, just like this, there's only a, there's a certain depression that comes with an underperforming fantasy team that just no other feeling can really touch. And I was just, right. just full of despair. Fantasy is a, it's a sick, sick relationship we have with the game. It is. It's like a drug. It's really like it a drug. It really is. And I'm an I am too. And it was uh, just brutal. Just Bill and I going back and forth. Like, I mean, what's even more frustrating is that I'm I'm contributing to Bill's 2-0 and start, which is just preposterous yep. to me. Bill's 2-0 and start, that's put up 187 points, Alex. Yeah. That's what gets Bill 2-0. I think Tom's put up, like, probably like 215. Yeah, well, Tom's had he hasn't won a game. Yeah, Tom, Tom, that Tom's had a great start. It looks like Tom is sitting squarely at two. Yep, 219.5, so pretty much 2 God, I, I, All I do is stare at the app. I can't believe I got that number right. That's, <laughs> uh, That's weird. Yeah, but and I like Bill's comment in the group. He's like, you want me to, and it's my fault this is happening? Great. Question mark? Like, I love that. Very true, very true. And I... And Bill was also very sage during the trade. I still think it was a bad trade, but yes, he is right that you gotta just wait these things out sometimes, you know. Yep. Uh, yep. That's why. That's why I don't think we should veto trades ever because you just never know. Yep, I agree. As long as two owners are acting in good faith, that's that's the only requisite for a good trade. Um, I agree. But yeah, it's been it's been a real interesting. Um, turn of events here and I, and I, the only other thing I wanted to cover here is the Ryan Romali cap recap uh some controversial stuff I know there's always are some people that are like what the fuck uh curious what your read on it was I mean you ended up pretty well yeah I, I just thought first off Ryan who man, probably doesn't listen to this but it was interesting back to that year he puts me at like 10 and he goes oh my gosh this team is really good and then he like moves me to two or three it's just it's interesting how he how he did that back to back year. That is wild, um, honestly. <laughs> I I had a couple of problems with his yeah with his maintenance. Me. I mean, putting Chris at one, I agree. I just think top to bottom, his team is the strongest. Can you imagine if Chris didn't drop Mark Andrews like a moron? He drafted Mark Andrews and then didn't let him play a week and just dropped him. Yeah, that was I was I was really stunned because I was I was thrilled obviously because I went and picked him up. Yeah. Uh, Yep, so, so Chris could have, that team could be plus Mark Andrews, which is just really, really scary right now. Yeah, that is the absolute um, truth. But yeah, Chris's team is, is, is the best one. I just didn't like, and I think Ryan came to a self-actualization there. Putting Fez originally second is downright criminal. He should be arrested for that. It's just that team is bad, and he put him, he put him like second or third, I think, after all the shifting he did. Yeah, that was egregious. I just didn't really like that. At all, um, and then Ian Kyle's team was rated far, far, far too poorly. You know, I don't know if to say high or low or whatever, but just poorly rated because I think Inky has a pretty good team. So I just thought that was interesting. And then Imhoff was rated at eighth or ninth, 
I I might put him in minority. But I think his team's pretty nice too. So yeah, I'm. Uh, a, I'm a little bit more. I would agree that the Fez one was particularly bad, as evidenced by the fact that you know he just made a desperation trade. But um, right. I I'm not as big on Ian's team. I said that on the call. I think that's where my brother and I. I'm just not a big Damian. I haven't been a big Damian Williams fan since the start of it. I sure. guess. Um, but. Yeah, it was uh, – I thought the Ian Kyle thing was also – I agree. I think Ian Kyle's team is right up. I feel like you, your brother, Ian Kyle <clears throat> are kind of like the top tier. And then I feel like Bennett's kind of him and hawing around in there. Um, Ian Imhoff's team is kind of him and hawing. But I feel like you, your brother, and Ian Kyle have the three th- strongest teams at present. Yeah, I just thought – it's, it's just always fun to hear an outside party, and like if none of it means anything. Like, right, it's party, really just more a way to get people fired. Throws them at a dartboard, but like they're just it doesn't it doesn't matter. But it's just fun to hear that hear, hear that analysis. Well, a couple of them were funny. It's just funny how people value different players differently. Yeah, like Marlon Mack, like you guys talked about, is really polarizing. Sony Michelle's really it's interesting. You know. Yep. How that works. But I thought you guys made a good point about. If, if Melvin Gordon can come back and do 70% of what Eckler's doing, which he can because he's Melvin Gordon, um, that could be quite fun for me. Yes, that could guys. be. <laughs> if uh, that works out somehow or he comes back, everything I'm reading is he's not coming back till he has to report by like November God, like 30th, which is like week 12 or something like that. But yeah, that, that'll definitely be God, I can't group me that day is if he comes back or when he comes back or whatever happens. Especially if he comes back in like week four or five. You know, like if he comes yeah. back earlier than anticipated, yeah. That group would be gonna be a total fucking nightmare. Uh but yeah, it's uh always just a fun pod, like you said, always just fun to kinda uh see so yeah, like you said, just another guy who has opinions about things and uh yeah, always, always, always good. The Ramali mine is, is a beautiful place. <laughs> to watch it bounce ideas off each other. Uh, but great. after that, so any other fantasy thoughts? I, I do have who said that. It just it seems to be a fan favorite. Uh, but if you had any other things you wanted to cover before we get to that, now's the time. Yeah, I just wanted to know how worried about your team you are. Just on a scale uh, one good question. Um, yeah. So it's it's one. Uh, I've been thinking about so I go back and forth. I'm I would put like if if ten was like I'm like freaking out, tweaking, and one is like the end of like going or like going into the playoffs, like where my team was at. I put myself at like a four. Okay. Um. So I'm not obviously thrilled with our start. I am nervous. It's been talked about at length. I am nervous about Baker. Um. The one thing that I think I'm feeling okay about is I like my flyers. I like having Darwin and Daryl Henderson and Miles Sanders. I feel like I just need one of those three guys to hit, um, and I have like a decent squad, you know. And yeah, I really am, am not too worried until I see the Mason Rudolph era, which isn't a great sentence to say, uh, but that's kind of that's where I'm at, Mason. Until. I get a better analysis on Mason Rudolph. That's kind of where I'm uh, at right now. Isn't Burrito fun? He's fun. 
I like I do love Frida, dude. He is just a little warrior. He's a little warrior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of. I didn't realize he was not. I thought he was bigger in my mind. A little bit. He's. No, he's tiny. He's a tiny little guy. Yeah, he just kind of. Yeah. He bounces off people. Yeah, he's a fun. He's a fun addition. Um. I actually like watching Philip Lindsay too. He's kind of like a fun. He's like a great little flex play. Uh. You know, I feel like he's like a very stable flex play. Like his ceiling and floor almost like the same um but yeah I, like i like this team and we'll see like i said like the juju how juju breaks out is going to be the big determiner here <laughs> okay well uh so here we go are you ready for a written edition of who said that or did you have anything okay we got a good one here here we go <laughs> oh man this is a good one Tom, you still suck, and using luck as an excuse just means you choke on dick and gargle the load that is shot into your mouth every year. Oh, I know, I know who that is. That's, that is, that's just like the vernacular and the delivery of that, those words can't be anyone besides Tom Hensley, dude. There's just no one that can type that out. And feel good about it besides him, so I'm locking that in. <laughs> That's Dan Slusher. <laughs> <laughs> it literally says you still suck and using luck as an excuse just means you choke on dick and gargle the load that is shot into your mouth every year. It, it is violent and it, I completely agree. It's hilarious because when I was scrolling, I scroll really quickly and I'm just scanning for like dick, fuck, douche. And yeah, all the good ones, yeah. yeah, and I saw this, and I was like, "Oh, this is," and I like I saw it was Dan. I was like, "Oh, Dan really came in hot and heavy I one." Caught him on a bad day. <laughs> oh my goodness, that shocks me honestly, Dan. I'm, that was obviously that's, this is blind, so that was no way to get it right. But I know what's going through. <laughs> <laughs> when it rains and pours, Dan, you're zero two, and your vernaculars compared to Tom. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, that's worth it right there. Great. Um, okay, this is a tough one. Imhoff came into this year a tight end and is quickly becoming a wide receiver. Easy money. Loose is Tom's sister. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Vile. These are, those hurt to say out loud. They do. I, this is the part, like, I can't, I've said I can't run for office several times. But this is... This is particularly egregious. Well, so Fred loves the Tom sister stuff. So that's just like that's just a answer for Cena's state. Um, he loves them; they're fun for him. I'm also partial to the, <laughs> the Tom sister. Just like those in there from time to time. Starting the tight end is it me? I don't know how. God, this is really self-reflection. <laughs> <laughs> You are absolutely right. That is Fez. Yes. That is wonderful. Absolutely Fez. Uh, th- yeah, you're right. Fez loves, uh, he loves a good Tom sister joke and is probably the biggest perpetrator of them, I'd say, in the group. Yes. Um, but there you go. There you have it. Okay, another one. Short and sweet. 
this is my favorite one. I'll fuck you and call you Spalding. It was I'll fuck you and call you Spalding. I heard it. I just wanted you to say it. That is a really, I really, you're wrong, but for the right reasons. Uh, okay. That was literally, yeah. Tom did say, I'll fuck, just fuck me then. And then Bill was actually one that says, I'll fuck Whoa. you and call you Spalding. Sure, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just it would make sense of Bennett. Um, these are tricky, little man. Yeah, they are tricky. There's a lot of vulgarity in our group, me, so trying to parse through it, it's kind of like, you get down in the sewery mud and you just you can't really see it up or down, left or right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just reach out to the Um, another one, another short and sweet. Gertz is as soft as the trophy's pussy. Oh God, dude. <laughs> this rude. They're just, oh. uh, is this is this this year or last year? Say, I know this one is particularly just like, ugh. Um, um, God, I'm gonna This was a tricky one just because I did two fezes. This was also just God another fez. Fez is just, his, it's really hard because, like, I'm, I, I did exhaust all the fezes, but. He has so many of them. Like the, the the he is the Wilt Chamberlain of vulgarities. They just come out and they don't stop. Um, no, yeah, absolutely not. And he's, uh, he's that okay. Uh, and we got one more. Not my favorite, but I just I just I like the eloquence of it. You're sure. just here. It is. You're just a huge douche. You know that. <laughs> You're just a huge douche, you know that. Oh boy. Um. But the the delivery reminds me of Tom because I've heard him say things like that times. Um. But then it could have been backed in a corner and very and very defensive, and then it just kind of flew out. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, Bennett. That was you, Gertz. Oh no! That was you. <laughs> you can't. You know, I was like, can I get a ruling? Because they knew that who said that to the to the person on the phone. What was the what was the context? You know. 
it was to Dan. It was to Dan. It was in regards to uh, Dan had been going at Ian Imhoff pretty good, and you uh, you went uh, in. I can't yep. Yeah, you were being a good friend. So, it, it, to be fair, it was you. You know what? When, if you continue on this trend, I will defend you in that figure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Gertz. Um, well, there you go. There there was another edition of Who Said That. Um, I uh, really, uh, I'm back, so I've, I've pretty much gone all the way through October. There's a one or two more I could scrape from the bottom up to that point, but... I've gone, sure. I'm up to October of 2018, so I think that group me goes in a little bit farther, but we'll probably have to break into a new, uh, a new, uh, segment sometime soon, but, sure. well, that's it, that is, uh, that concludes our edition of Who Said That, uh, and that pretty much concludes the pot, uh, is there anything else, any other last thoughts, things you wanted to get off, concluding things that you just felt like you need to share before we let you go yeah, here? Yeah, I got one. I just wanted to, we get lost, we get lost in the sauce of the fantasy pain, and I'm like, all the guys that are on two, one guy, the two and a guys that feel on the world, but so people are feeling pain, and eventually when all of us feel pain in fantasy, just remember how you felt watching baseball in June on a, on a Sunday, when the Reds are playing the Cubs, and it's and it's 92 degrees, and it's 13 to 2 in the top of the fourth. And that's your entertainment on the TV. So um, let us not forget the hours of entertainment that gives us the misery and the, the highs and the lows. And just enjoy all that is gone all too quickly. Wow. Very wise words. What an optimistic and hopeful way to end this pod, Gertz. I like that. Yeah, I just try to, I just try to you know, throw a little positivity in the week. You are, yep, that's, and hey, that's why you're what you are, a, a true, a true class champ, uh, and potentially a fantasy football champ at the end of this year. Your team's off to a really wow. strong start. Oh my God, I went from six to mid- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I great. Just, I mean, I want it, I want it, and I need it. I know, it's, it's been a long time coming, and you certainly are executing right now, so. But there are no trophies awarded in week two, so keep, keep your head on, uh, and thanks for coming on, my man. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. All right, little man. Thanks for having me. Yep. Talk to you soon. Yep, talk to you soon. Oh, my